Hey guys, I'm Sharmari. And this is Samana. And welcome to Criminal Vortex. Yes, this is uh, the first episode of our season. Or are we posting something else before I'm, this? I, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> As I said, a professional. Very professional. Yes. This is this is all part of the script, guys. Yeah, you you <laughs> don't know you don't know we have exactly exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, <laughs> welcome to the first episode of uh, Familiar Fallacy, season number three, Criminal Vortex. So, um. Sumana, hi, how are you? I'm doing great, what about you? <laughs> There's a ghost in the corner of my bed. <laughs> I don't wanna I don't wanna look at that. Please adjust your screen, please. I don't my my, my pet ghost said hi. Cause we made it to season three of Criminal Vortex. Thank you guys whoop for whoop. so much support. Whoop whoop <laughs> We already have so many Spotify listeners. Like yeah, so 100 plus. I'm so Insane. thankful for you guys. Remember on the first yes. snippet, I was like, once we cross 1K, I'm going to bake a cake. You you guys are fast, man. Let me save up some money to buy an oven, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I just have a microwave. I'm poor. <laughs> Let me buy some, some nice looking oven and stuff. <laughs> You have ghost in house. No, my room's light flickered so much and it went out. It just oh god. Okay, let's <laughs> let's just record. By the way, we had one of our listeners uh, texting us saying that they would be disappointed if we didn't have uh, the <laughs> the goat uh, merch that we talked about oh, in the, the last ship. episode. The we Peter Nyers. <laughs> Did someone actually say that? Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> and we're now we're definitely having that as merch. Damn, son, Some... let's let's get designing. Yes, there's gonna be stickers, bot, and whatever you want. Let's just make some stickers, and yes, maybe maybe like a little little topic a keychain. Keychains, yes. Who doesn't want a cute Peter nice keychain? Come on, you want it. You know you do. See, see. Let me just go all ASMR on you guys. But you probably, yes. you probably need it. But then you don't know that yet. But when it comes out, you're gonna know you need it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But first, we need a Patreon, which I don't know when we're gonna have. Let's see. Maybe next month. We are very broke. <laughs> very broke. Do you we have support. no idea? I'm, I'm recording on a two thousand rupee mic and the quality is still shit so um, I need money to buy okay so Sumana what is the case that you will be presenting to us today let me enlighten all of y'all with a quote yes. please Ooh. help us mummy's heart covered in blood do you, do you get it no what quote what is this Okay, we are going to talk about the Parker Hume murder case. And this mm-hmm. is exactly what Kenneth and Agnes Ritchie heard when they saw two blood-covered teenage girls run up to them at Victoria Park, Park's tea kiosk from a nearby walkway. Agnes recognized them and having just eaten in the tea rooms, just 
like a couple of minutes earlier, as she led the distressed girls inside, Kenneth headed off down the walking path in the search of Mrs. Honora Reaper. And 130 meters in and one of the flattish part of the track, he made the gruesome discovery. And he saw a woman who had fallen and hit her head as the girl had claimed. The police needed to be called and it was 3.30 p.m. on 22nd June 1954. So as the police combed the Victoria Park the early evening, the blood spattered Christchurch girls, high school mates, Pauline Reaper and Juliet Hume took a bath in the Hume residence on EM Road. They were quiet and calm as their clothes were collected to be dry cleaned at Hicked Draper at the corner of Clyde and Ferrelton Road as the radio played softly and the girls then began to act very differently. Pauline said nothing to her face but very pale whereas Juliet suddenly wouldn't shut up and was keen to talk about anything but the accident. Both the girls were in bed by the time the police were at the door but the police still insisted on seeing them. So uh, they discovered a half uh, of a brick in a bloodied stocking thrown somewhere nearby the trees uh, and the extremes of Honora's fatal uh, injuries. And the police came for the truth. Juliet was the first to cha- change the story and claim that Pauline and Mrs. Reaper had a fight, but she hadn't been there at the time, believing that Mrs. Reaper had fallen and gotten hurt, just like they said. Pauline backed the story, saying Juliet hadn't witnessed the fight, Pauline was taken away by the police and night, <clears throat> that night for further questioning and the last time the girls were ever seen alone again. <clears throat> so the next morning after Pauline's diaries were found, they were read by the police. It was clear that Juliet had very much taken part in the murder and she was also arrested. So the city of Christchurch was relit. Teenage girls don't go around murdering their mothers, right? <laughs> So that was like a very dramatic way of saying that. Yeah, I mean, that's like expected of to not murder their parents and guardians. Like, that's the least you can do as a teenager. That's the least. Like, why do you make it sound like it's a, it's a thing that everyone should add to their bucket lists? <laughs> what evil stuff is this, man? <laughs> <laughs> that's the least you can do. Yeah. We do not, we do not, (laughs) we do not encourage that. Please don't do that. I mean, if you're listening to this, I hope that you know that we do not condone any of the crimes that we talk about. Obviously. Yes, I hope so. Like, please don't do that. That's so, that's so threatening. So, a little bit about these guys is that Pauline Yvonne Parker was born on 26 May 1938. She met Juliet Hume, who was born in London, where they were both in their early teens. Parker came from a working class background, while Hume uh, arrived with her parents in New Zealand in 1948. Uh, She was the daughter of Henry Hume, who was a physicist uh, and a rector at University of Canterbury in Christchurch. They both attended Christchurch Girls High School that was located in Kramer Center, what later became Kramer Center. So both the girls had uh, debilitating illnesses as children. Parker had osteomyelitis and Hume had tuberculosis. So they initially bonded over it. And according to Parker, she and Hume both romanticized the idea of being sick. 
So early signs of mental illness also accompanied with that weird. So the girls had met two and a half years earlier, finding that their joint ill health was a strong foundation for a friendship and developed this developed at, in such a like rapid rate and it also became very codependent. So mm-hmm. both love to write and delight in fantasy world where they became Gina and Deborah. That was their... Uh, oh, no. Yeah, fantasy name. You know when you name yourselves very, like, in, in your fantasy world together. Yeah. Delusions coming through. You know, it's like, have you seen uh, Girl Meets World, the Disney channel, the Disney show? My parents didn't buy me Disney Channel when I was that young. <laughs> I used to watch Animal Planet in Hindi. Naren Mada. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I used to watch this, uh, what do you say, Girl Meets World. And these two, it, this story is like if Girl Meets World was dark and they killed their mother. This Why is that do story. you want to ruin people's childhoods? Because why not? I mean, that's the least you can do. Well, did you know that Nemo <laughs> apparently means no one? And yeah, I it know. was just about uh, the, father the father's mental for, illness. Yes. Looking for his dead son. I know. I, I shared know. it on Instagram. <laughs> I ruined your childhood. Successfully. No? No, no you did. I already knew. Haha, <laughs> psych. Also, Ellen DeGeneres is the voice of Dory. Do with it what you will. Huh, yeah? Yes. Oh, damn. <laughs> I did not know that. I knew that after That's Ellen nice. DeGeneres was pulled down for being a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> Someone 2020. just said... Yeah, that was 2020 ka highlight. No? <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres. The girls had met just two and a half years earlier, finding their joint ill health as a strong foundation for their friendship that developed as a codependent relationship very very quickly so both of them loved and delighted uh, writing about fantasy world where they became Gina and Deborah so after the girls discovered that they were have uh, they have been uh, sneaking out at night to be together both the parents said them about to sep- both the parents were set that they would separate them a task that proved hard harder than they thought as the pair were quite obsessed with each other and this is like, <laughs> I don't know. This is kind of weird considering that both of them were just like, you know, they keep saying that they're friends. <clears throat> and it, it's like, uh, it's the way that their parents were like annoyed because they would just sneak out to be with each other. They were just talking about each other all the time. And, you know, what if you have just one friend and one friend only that would be concerning. That's my life, dude. I have one friend and one friend only. I'm, I'm a bit scared now. No, I'm exaggerating. I, like, I, I, I love my mom. Please don't. <laughs> so, um... Both of them uh, developed and formed an elaborate fantasy life that they imagined to have together. They wrote plays, books, stories centered in this world, and they became obsessed with one another. 
So Pauline's parents and parents in particular became very concerned that the girls were likely becoming too close, way too close, that their relationship might as well be sexual. So homosexuality at this time was considered a very serious mental illness, and Hume, uh, like the Hume's family, also considered that you know they should not allow the girls to see each other. Uh, and Pauline was accepted at the Hume home in like for overnights and vacations. Juliet became withdrawn and ill when Pauline would leave the Hume home without her. Like that's how obsessed these guys were with each other. And that's a bit much. No? That's a bit too much, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I understand how if you get really close to someone, you might be obsessed and a bit withdrawn. Because, uh, like, out of experience, I've had friends who would get really upset and actually, like, end up acting like a very different person when their significant other would leave for some time. What? Yeah, like, that's you know, they had to come over to tuition when they were actually sitting at a park somewhere having fun. And then all of a sudden, their parents kind of like, hey, are you in tuition? And then they come to tuition and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, my God, I wish I had him here. And then they just became so sad. Ew. Yeah. So <laughs> I just, uh, I imagine both of them being like that. <laughs> yeah. I remember this girl telling me that she was about to faint because she is missing him so much. I don't like that, dude. It's like, uh, get a life, dude. Get a life. Forever. <laughs> Never <laughs> understood those emotions. Take care. <laughs> if, if any of you feel that way, please see a psychiatrist. Please, please do. Thank we, you. We can't, we can't pay for it yet, but if time comes and if it's serious enough that you faint on us a couple of times, we might consider a GoFundMe <laughs> <laughs> for the welfare of human minds. <laughs> Raise money for mental health. Sometime, you know. I really wish we could do that. You know, like once we are big enough. Yeah, that's like something we would do. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Obviously, we want to do that. Like, once we have something for ourselves, because once we have, like, settled into this podcasting thing, Mm -hmm. because, like, I don't even have proper proper equipment yet. So, once all of that is taken care of, definitely, like, half of our merch money would probably go to charity. Yeah, like we we are kind of looking into this as a, like a major, uh, maybe a earning source of some sort while we are in college. Yeah. <laughs> this is like our part-time <laughs> investment as such. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but um, uh, when we know that we are giving you the best quality and the best uh, content as we can, uh, I think we, sh- we I, like I am definitely considering that we should raise money at some point so yeah, yeah, yeah maybe obviously. through patreon or something we'll we'll get to that but yeah <laughs> just so you guys know that's also like in the back burners right okay. yep huh. now for the messed up part during the relationship the girls invented their own personal religion so <laughs> this was their own idea on morality so they rejected christianity and worshiped their own saints envisioning a parallel dimension called the fourth world cult but make it a couple that's it just two people in a cult once you're scared of uh, like uh, when you're already scared of making friends but then you 
then you also don't want to join a cult <laughs> but then you <laughs> then you get close to someone and they're like do you want to make a cult just like the both of us if you want to do it okay then. oh god okay let's kill <laughs> first killing for the fourth world no it has nothing to do with it i don't know okay <clears throat> so uh, essentially this version was their version of heaven the fourth world was a place that they felt they were already able to enter occasionally during moments of uh, spiritual enlightenment uh, and according to parker they had achieved the spiritual enlightenment because of their friendship now once you say that when people are already thinking that you guys might or might not be homosexuals uh, that's not going to do well yeah at all when people are already like very doubtful about it not that mm. not that it's okay outing anybody criminal not criminal yeah but obviously but, i mean given in given that the situation era. how people mm. thought about it back in the day i can completely see someone just being like oh yeah really okay i mean people exactly. still people still are very insensitive yeah and this is the 21st century i had to do a quick quick math in my head It's very surprising i don't like the 21st century this was what Sim. this is not the world doremon promised me Pauline was not invited to go to the Hume's place over the summer holidays in 1953 as she had been going there the previous years. So in 1954, Hume's parents separated. Problems with faculty on the board forced her father to resign. Like he was a rector, right, in the university. So he was he had to resign from his position and his mother was carrying out an affair, and her mother was carrying out an affair. So the family planned to return to Egypt but it was decided that Juliet would be sent to live with relatives in South Africa um for her health. So ha huh. um I just don't like the fact that her mother had like a new lover and stuff. That's like so heartbreaking. That's so heartbreaking the dad had to resign and like I don't know it just so pauline was heartbroken and she asked her parents if she could leave with juliet where honora understandably said no <laughs> my lord did she in criminal uh, what was that in crime petrol ki awaaz mein you know utse kya pata tha ye uska last no hoga abhishek of mandy reference guys उसे कैसे पता था ये उसका लास्ट नो होगा मर गया मजाक मत करो आई एम नॉट लाफिंग अनकंफर्टेबल Because she just said no. Because like you can't just take over somebody else's child who's also sick and just be like, oh yeah, you can live with my daughter. I I lost the line. Achha. So uh, she wasn't the only one to say no. But then she seemed to stand out as a main factor for the girls being separated. So it's pretty sure that I think even like Juliet's mom said that like. Oh, what what am i talking about the fuck okay uh she wasn't the only one to say no 
but she seemed to stand out as a main factor for the girls being separated so um like pauline was like i think even her parents didn't agree to it but then for some reason her and juliet were both angry on honora cuz she was the only thing that was stopping them at the moment like obviously um juliet's uh, parents are like separated so whatever but pauline's mom could have just said yes but she said no and both of the girls were really angry about that so a murder plan was hatched because of this just because a very practical lady said no to raising another girl who's her daughter's friend casual dude so casual i hear about this every day so unbelievably the two girls believed that they would go to hollywood and become famous actresses and writers after the main problem was removed out of the way which was um pauline's mother honora my god <laughs> what delusions the trip to victoria park was supposed to be one of the last activities the girls would do together before juliet left new zealand the girls were convicted of murder on 28th august in 1954 So um on the body of honor a reaper uh, which was discovered in Victoria Park by Richie major lacerations were found above her head neck and face with mi- minor injuries to her fingers which could be defense wounds uh police soon discovered the murder weapon which was the uh half of a brick and bloody stockings so prior to the trial uh, Pauline Parker had been known as Pauline Reaper Her mother Honora Reaper had been living with her father Herbert Reaper but during the investigation it was revealed it was revealed that in fact they weren't married so <laughs> during the trial both Honora and Pauline were referred to by their surname Parker just so it's clear in case it comes up later so the trial was a sensational affair surprise surprise with possible speculations of um, lesbianism and insanity imagine both of them both of these words being used side by side in i was just part. going to say yeah. it's ridiculous how they're used side by side yeah so oh my god i don't uh, i don't like it okay so the girls were convicted on 28th august 1954 and they were too young to be considered for the death penalty so each spent 5 years in prison Some sources say that they were released on condition that they were never to contact each other again. Now, oh my god. It's it's kind of weird how they just said that it's they're too young. I mean, if they can hatch a murder, then they deserve more than 5 years just a personal mm-hmm. opinion. Obviously. So, some sources say that they were uh like released under this but released under this uh, particular condition that they were not to see each other again but sam barnett the uh, secretary of justice told journalists that there were no such conditions uh, put out so uh, hume uh, release hume's release was unconditional and she immediately rejoined her father in italy while parker was placed on 6 month parole in new zealand after she le- after which she left the country so less than 4 months uh, after this the murder was taken as strong evidence of moral decline by the special committee of moral delinquency in children and adolescents mouthful 
in uh, in what became to be known as the Mazengar Report, which was named after Ozzy Mazengar. You guys can go and read onto that. It's a lot of, uh, uh, you know, official legal documenty stuff. Yes. So it's a huge deal. It's something about, you know, children and adolescents and how it's like, I did read through it a little bit, but I just, I'm not a law student. Uh, anyone from Harvard's or something like that, let me know. Uh, <laughs> okay. So following the the whole thing, Juliet did her time in Auckland and upon their release, they didn't really see each other again. So Juliet went to America with her mother and Pauline moved to Auckland. Ironically, Juliet lived out her dream and became a novelist by the name of Annie Perry. Big surprise. So if you guys don't know who Annie Perry is, she's one of the very popular, um, like, you know, very popular crime writers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very surprised that's ironic she writes least. about murders and in recent interviews she claimed that she helped pauline kill her mother because she had threatened suicide upon her you know so wow. pauline ended up uh, in england and she changed her name to hillary nathan and she runs a children's horse riding school but has refused all sorts of um you know contact with people so Mm-hmm. Juliet uh, Hume spent time in England and United States, but she settled in uh, England. And she is by far one of the most successful historical detective novelists. If that makes you feel any weird. I don't like that. You guys can Google her, actually. You should, actually. <laughs> she, like... Google her under the name of, uh, uh, you know, Annie Perry. Because she doesn't want to associate with the murders anymore, I think. But then you can also find her. Yeah, no surprise. Here. Her father, did you know, uh, had a distinguished scientific career heading the British Hydrogen Bomb Program. What? (laughs) I just read it when I was searching for Annie Perry. Wow. She uh, she took the name Annie Perry under her uh, stepfather's uh, surname. So, and her first novel was the Ca- the Cater St- uh, Street Hangman, which was published under Annie Perry in 1979. So, her category of genre is historical murder mysteries and detective fiction. You guys should give her a read actually. She's not that bad. The Face of a Stranger is really good. It came out Yeah, I w- uh, now I want to read some work by her. Yeah, she actually came up uh, with an amnesiac private investigator, William Monk, who appeared in The Face of a Stranger. Damn. Yeah, he's pretty cool. (laughs) And she also wrote Murder and Obsessions, which was edited later on. But it won the Edgar Prize for Best Short Story Award in 2001. Damn. So you know that she's very popular. Yeah. Because the Edgar Prize is not that easy to get. (laughs) So um, she has also been a Mormon since 1968 until 1994. It was not well known that Perry was Hume. But in March 2006, um, 
like she was she was found and she gave like a interview and yeah she stated that her relationship with Pauline was obsessive but they weren't lesbians it's so weird if you think about it yes Perry said that uh, the killing part was the the the, the decision like her part in it was uh, quote made a profoundly wrong decision she added that she feared Pauline would take her own life and that it would be her fault so the doctor she says doctors tried experimental and now mood altering drugs as part of her treatment for tuberculosis in the Christchurch sanatorium so it may have been a result like the whole mind altering and how brainwashed mm-hmm. she was yeah so quote a long needle in your behind every third morning they'd catch you when you were still asleep and quote what yeah like the mind or the mood altering um thing the drug thing that she was talking about when she was uh-huh. in Christchurch sanatorium this is okay. what she said so they would like Damn. inject it every third morning ew yeah <laughs> perry became the that only child inmate in mount eden women's prison in auckland and she spent the first three months in solitary when she got down on her knees cried and repented they gave her solitary she was a child that's, that's yeah, a bit too much that she could she could I have don't get it exactly you give her five years and then you give her solitary that's that's not okay none of this is okay exactly they i think uh, they they were both 15 year olds like i've i've read it in two different sources that one says that they were both 15 year olds and then the other one says that pauline was the older one she was like 17 or something 16 or 17 oh and uh, juliet was younger damn yeah juliet are now known as annie berry and perry mm-hmm. annie berry who it was so weird she said i was guilty and it was the right place for me to be and during the day we would do hard labor and i collapsed after two weeks and then i started sewing uniforms uh but the woman who kept uh that sewing room took a fondness for me she wrote to me until she died she was in mount eden for five and a half years and perry said that the prison was raw and brutal no fruit no libraries no fruit Yeah, no fruit, no libraries. I mean, no uh, luxuries. That's what she meant. Okay, I heard no fruit, no libraries. That's so what like I said. Priorities. Oh, okay. Ah, uh, no fruit, no libraries. So dumb. In <laughs> <laughs> uh, court, I me- memorized the few books I had. Screed of the stuff. In prison, we got little time alone except the nights. Nights were a great blessing. Not having to share a room, and when the light goes out, there's nothing. Then the light goes on inside your head. End quote. The way she describes it, it makes you feel like she's a writer. <laughs> exactly. I was just gonna it's, say like it's mesmerizing the way be. she talks. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like she deserves to be a writer. Yeah. Though I I don't know how to feel about supporting her work and all, but then she's pretty good. <laughs> just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, then again, it's like, you know, do you. can you separate the art and the artist do you get to do that or but then at least she's she's openly not a threat to the society 
and yeah. I don't think she was in the right mind space given the mood altering drugs when she was going through tuberculosis her parents separated and the, she was obsessed with this person and you know the whole love is blind thing not not excusing her behavior exactly saying, i was just going to say we are not saying that it's okay which is you know talking about what could have led to it and yeah. uh, the possibility how she's not that. a threat anymore so yeah you know <laughs> so she was released when she was 21 and she flew to her father in rome and then she was taken to england yeah so she tra- uh, she did a lot of jobs from air hostess to insurance underwriter and um you know she said i do know what it is like to feel like an outsider and perry as of now is 67 and is a prolific crime writer of more than 50 novels she lives with her brother a retired doctor who's a full-time researcher in a stone barn and has uh, restored some royalties from 20 million books she sold in the port man homack in the east coast of scotland so she's also involved in the mormon com- uh, community after converting to the cha- uh, church 35 years ago and she said in quote i like it doctrine that you have to keep learning and that no one is excluded and no one is penalized in quote parker became a riding instructor in kent living under the name hillary nathan so there is not enough uh, information about parker but yeah so we do know one part of the story where we do know that these guys this person annie perry she is very 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 sad and very angry about how the whole thing turned out also uh, if you guys don't know there was a movie i think this is how i found out about the case okay so i was looking for uh, some movies that i could watch like true crime based right. movies and mm. i did find a couple of them like i was watching documentaries and true crime based stories so i watched the monster which is based on eileen warnos you guys should watch Ooh, it really yes. good movie um and i also watched the witness which is a documentary mm. um and then i found heavenly creatures so heavenly creature is the movie that is heavily based on it though it's very you know like Uh, dramatized it's very drama it's very dramatized it has skate winslet in it starring i don't remember Ooh. who the other one is but i do know that kate winslet is in the movie and she uh she did a phenomenal phenomenal job but in the movie they do show these guys to be you know uh lesbians uh, i don't know they never really said that they were in love or anything but it just implied and there was also like a scene but i'm just saying oh yeah i can i can see how people like just put two and two together if they watch the movie first mm-hmm. but i did watch the movie but then i was also researching the case at the same time so uh, right yeah heavenly creatures came out in 1994 uh, and perry's identity was revealed publicly around the time of the film's release so even though the case has been fictionalized uh, in a lot of other movies like the evil friendship by m e kerr Emiker is a very popular uh, guy who makes stuff like this. And also there was a French adaptation uh of don't, like don't deliver don't deliver us from evil which that's one heck of a title though. <laughs> It was adapted into the Heavenly Creatures movie. So yeah. <laughs> 
That was the nice. That was the case. That was nice. That was short, sweet, and uh, crazy. That was nice. Yeah. I liked it. So, um, yeah, you guys should definitely check that out. Like, the movie and everything. It's yeah, and it's really insane cool. how she becomes a crime writer out of all the things, you know. But I think it would be creepier if she would have become a children's book writer. Yeah. Why are you putting cursed images in my head? Why not? Please mm-hmm. don't. Please don't. Mm-hmm. Please don't. Mm-hmm. What if she wrote a book about how to murder your mother? Yeah, see? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so... Uh, <laughs> That follow us wherever. <laughs> Love you. Follow us wherever you get your podcast: Spotify, Apple, Google, all of that. Um, if you're listening on Apple, uh, please give us a review, rate and review. That helps a lot. And subscribe also, because I don't know, man. Apparently, if you subscribe, it helps the algorithm. I don't know, but uh, yeah. Just subscribe and follow so that you know when we put up a new episode because we are not that regular. Um, um, and turn on notifications, please. Yes. Thank you very much. Oh, also, exactly. And if you want to visualize the podcast a little, you can go and check out the pictures that we post of these people on our Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, the username is Criminal Vortex, so just type in Criminal Vortex, you'll find it. Yeah. Uh, we're also on Twitter, but like, do we I mean, use I it? Really Do we know, know how to use it? No. <laughs> no. But you can find us there too. So We are yeah. weird Gen Z people. We don't know how to use Twitter. Yeah, the only thing I can use is Instagram. I don't even know how to use to Facebook anymore. free classes on how to use Twitter, please do that. DMs are open. Yes. Okay, so that's it. Bye. 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 Bye.